my name is Saskia. I've got over a decade of experience in running a small business in the needlecraft industry. I'm obsessed with the healing magic of crafting and the power of community. Dreaming big about a world where we rely on value-based businesses, the kindness economy, and where we can fully say, fuck fast fashion. A Smaller Life aims to inspire you to look at your wardrobe differently. Where do you buy? How do you use your clothes? And can you make some of it yourself? We learn from experts in the needle craft, textile, and creative industry, big names and small, about what it's actually like to run a small business. I'm educated in marketing and photography and learned to do everything else on the job. Selling, pattern and product design, teaching and running a needlecraft school. As a small business owner, you're in charge of everything. Branding, marketing, selling, promoting and cleaning the loo. Emotional talks with sellers about wins and woes, product and design, conscious decision-making, why we do it, how we do it, and what we need to become the future of fashion without burning the hell out. And I'm determined to lift our scene up for the world to notice so they can step away from fast fashion. everyone it's been a while since I have talked to you just by myself without a guest welcome again to a smaller life it's really funny I was looking at the stats and the numbers of the podcast I don't do that a lot you know it can get a little bit can get like attached to it or it could be a little bit unnerving when you don't have as many downloads as the week before or something I don't tend to really care about it, but I am trying to grow a business and the podcast is a a big part of it. So if I get too focused on that, I get too uptight and I don't want to be there. But every once in a while, I have a look because I need to know what you guys think. Feedback is always so welcome. So please leave a voice message on on the website or send me an email because I'm just I'm just talking into the void here and uh, I really love to hear from you and not just saying that. It really makes my day if I get a message. So uh, today, Anya sent me a reply to the Bellwether newsletter, which was great. Anya, by the time that you're hearing this, I probably have replied, but I haven't replied yet and I will. I reply to every single one because I don't get that much feedback, to be honest, and it's it's a great thing. So keep it coming. Um, back to the numbers. What I saw is that the tips and tricks for businesses get really good download numbers. So I guess you guys like that. And um, so here I am with another one. Uh, I will be talking about connecting the dots, the importance of setting plans for your business. I'm calling them plans, not strategy, because that might scare you. Yeah, so we'll talk about that later. But first of all, I wanted to say thank you to Marika, because she's our new Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, because it means a lot I am not making any money of this, but I do have some costs and uh, you are really helping to uh, get this work done. So thank you so much for your support. If you want to support A Smaller Life, uh, you can go to Patreon, A Smaller Life. You can decide how much you want to support with. I am going to leave it totally up to you, but like every 
every little bit helps. And if even if it's just like a normal price, if you don't know what to do or what is normal, quote unquote, even the, the price of a cup of coffee or two cups of coffee a month really, really helps. So um, thanks a lot. And uh, I'm thinking about coffee. In front of me, I have my mug of my favorite mixture of autumn coffee, which I also drink in summer and spring and winter. What I do is I have a little bottle of vanilla extract, and then I have some, in Holland, we call them speculaaskruiden, which is basically, I think it's pumpkin spice, but a little bit different maybe. There's cloves in there and cinnamon and a nutmeg maybe. I put that in the mug, then I do my oat milk. I heat up my oat milk and then just regular filtered coffee and that's like my treat for the day. So if you have any good coffee, easy recipes, let me know. I can share them. So uh, yeah, what's been going on here? Tonight I'm having dinner with the whole magazine group of a local, it's kind of a local magazine about this area where we live. I'm volunteering there. I haven't done much yet, but photography and writing It's a lovely group of people that are all from this area and uh, we're going to have dinner at a really fun place where they do organic food and vegetarian organic food. So I'm looking forward to that, to hanging out with them and getting to know them a little bit better. On Saturday, there's the, the knitting group that I do in this community with a couple of people. I haven't been there a few times, so I'm looking forward to seeing every one of them again. So um, that's all about the community here outside of my house. And then there's the online community as well. We are now talking about gift knitting or gift sewing, starting to make gifts for December and starting early. I think it's not even that early October, to be honest. So we've done this before and it really always is so fun. So um I offer a couple of worksheets where you can plan and write out your ideas that you have and then take a good hard look at the mirror and see if it's realistic or not. If you take a little bit of time to plan for it, it makes the stress at the end so much less. It makes you feel a lot better if you if you kind of plan in advance. And even if you're not the planning person, give it a shot. You never know where it might take you. I think it's it's one of the best things that you can do when you have a craft is share it with others and um, gifting things you make to other people. I mean, I know that I love handmade gifts. I mean, I don't think there's anything I love more, to be honest. Well, anything that's given with love, obviously. Also, I've been thinking about like birthdays and I don't share my birthday, but my oldest daughter is close, is, is her birthday is close to mine. So it's always been a shared birthday for our family to hang out and her friends and then my friends. And I don't think I want gifts anymore, to be honest. Um, but it's really hard for people not to gift. So you kind of have to think about something to say that will not offend them. If you say, I don't want anything, they feel uneasy. And if they take you up on it, they think you will 
resent them or something. I don't know what that is. But so what I now do is I say I like gifts that don't last. So that could be something you can eat or something you can use up. But it also could be soap or something like that. And then obviously most people know that I like things that don't hurt the earth or people. But I also understand that it might make it difficult for my friends and family to find things. And if I would come up with a charity for them to donate to, it's still so it's not done in in my family and with my friends. People keep gifting actual gifts. So I'm trying to find ways to ease into doing things differently. Within my family, I like getting gifts that we actually all need. So my my suitcase is is almost broken. <laughs> so I I'm not sure if it will last me another trip. And since I'm not really good at packing light, it's always really, really full. And so the the zipper is kind of um getting undone and I don't think there's a way I can fix it. So I'm in the market for a new bag. And I love, I've always loved things that are multifunctional, right? So I'm looking at things that have a detachable day pack or that you can carry on your back as well as uh, that they have wheels. So I'm always having fun doing research about these things because I'm taking time to do that. And then I look at, obviously, first of all, find brands that have values that I identify with and then see if I can find something that really matches what I need and that will last me a long time. With a suitcase, I think I would invest a little bit more because that's an item that will have to last me years. I think this last one lasted me a long time, over 10 years. So yeah, that's that's kind of the process of how I buy things myself. But it's a whole different thing if people are asking you, what would you like for your birthday? And I cannot like give them <laughs> some research homework to do. So I really have to think this through. I'm just opening up my phone because I have this app called Earth Hero. And it's an amazing app, by the way, if you don't have it. This is not sponsored, by the way. Earth Hero helps you figure out things you can do in your life to live more sustainably. And they have some really good ideas. And um, they also kind of give you the level of where you are at in terms of footprint when you compare it to the rest of the world's population, which also, I don't know, it's kind of motivating. I love it. And it has some really good ideas for gifts. So if you're struggling with the same kind of things, you can have a look at Earth Hero. I will dive into that later today to see if I can get some new ideas. If you have any ideas for me, again, send me an email, leave me a voice message. I'd be so happy to get your ideas. So that's about gift gifting, gift knitting. If you want to have some support with your gift knitting and you've been thinking of joining the community, this is a perfect month for you because this, we are tackling it. We are supporting each other. We're cheering each other on. And we have a lot of laughs about it too because, um, yeah, we kind of tend to mess up as people and it's really funny. <laughs> but we're aiming to succeed, obviously. So next thing that I wanted to talk about before we really get into business, business, 
there's a couple of things that I kind of missed, kind of fell through the cracks of the timing or something. The podcast celebrated its two-year anniversary. Way! And that's kind of amazing. I'd never thought I'd do this for two years. I just thought I put out, I think, the first first episodes. I decided to do nine or something and um, see what came up. And I so enjoy doing this. It takes a lot of time and sometimes um, a lot, well, a lot of effort, but I love doing it. And uh, I think as long as it helps and it spreads a message, I'm doing good work, I think. So I'm keeping at it. So two years of A Smaller Life and uh, um, we're now starting season three with the last episode was the first one of season three. So I really like doing it once every two weeks because it feels like that's uh, a tempo that I can sustain and it feels non-stressy while it's a lot of work. It doesn't stress me out and I think that's a really good vibe to keep going. At the same time, sometimes I feel that to be more in your lives, I need to do it every week. So perhaps I'll think of shorter episodes like the Summer Shorties. That seems very popular. I could do that every other week. So I'm thinking about new ways of doing it, but all things concerned, I love it. And I'm going to keep on interviewing people and also doing solo shows. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable doing it completely, but a little bit. And uh, yeah, so that's the two-year anniversary of A Smaller Life. And actually, Yavol, the brand, uh, had a 10-year anniversary. Way That is a long time. And it's not even the time that I spent as a professional in this industry, because that's even longer. Uh, I started under the name Sos Knitted Again, which kind of spells Soskia. Uh, haha. It was a blog, and then it was the name I used for my teaching and for my designing, and then slowly that morphed into Yavol when I opened my first actual shop. And uh, so, yeah, um, lots of birthdays going on. I come back to all the things that I have been doing a lot I know that lots of people, this is kind of goes into the topic that we're going to talk about. I know that while I think I sound like a broken record and keep saying the same things, lots of you uh, kind of miss out on an episode or just listen to the podcast, don't get the newsletter or the other way around. And it feels like I'm continuously saying the same things, but I kind of need to because lots of things kind of get lost in the busy, the busy, busy of the day to day. And repetition is one of the most important things to get your message across. So uh, there you go. So basically what I'm saying is I didn't do a celebrational episode because I think I am reflecting a lot on the journey that I've gone through anyway. So um, there's that. Maybe next year, who knows? Let's start with the business business, the real deal, the connecting the dots, the importance of setting plans for your business, aka strategy. I thought of this topic to talk about because a few days ago, I had a conversation with the Building Better Businesses Circle that really connected the dots. I think I saw a lot of pennies dropping 
And the things we've been working on together really came together in a, in a beautiful and kind of funny way as well. What we usually do is we have topics that we talk about, but sometimes something comes up and I wanted to share that with them and talk about things that, that come up in a more natural way. And uh, this time I was at a friend a couple of months ago and we work out together and then we had coffee and then she had about five knitting magazines from that month in fr- uh, on her table. And I was really curious to see what was going on and uh, within the knitting world and the knitting community when it comes to magazines. And I started to leaf through them. And I was amazed because I look at those magazines from a perspective of somebody that owns a business in this industry. So I have a certain pair of glasses on when I look at them. And I noticed something. And then what I did was I took pictures of every single advertisement in every single one of those magazines. So I think it must have been over 50. Uh, I mean, there's more than 10 in each magazine. So I think I might even hit 100 or something. It was a lot. Then I took screenshots of my photo folder of all those different advertisements. All those pictures um, and those the screenshots ended up being mosaics, like two pictures of mosaics of all the advertisements. I wanted to offer uh, the business circle some insights on advertising in our Zoom call. I wanted to make a really posh, a lovely slideshow and I didn't finish it at the first call. So I thought, let's just ask them a question about advertising first and then I'll come back with the slides in the next Zoom call. So I started off asking them, have they ever advertised before in print, digital, digitally, or even on podcasts like mine, if you want to do that, you can contact me um, and talk about it in a more general sense. And then at the end of that Zoom call, I asked them, so if you would make an advertisement, what, what elements would you definitely use? What text would you use? What would your picture look like? And what would your message be? So we talked about that a little bit and then two weeks went by and then we had another Zoom call. And then I, by then I had the slideshow ready. So I showed them the slideshow. It was really funny because I made it, I exaggerated what was happening. When I showed them the mosaics and what was funny was that the last picture of that day when I took all the pictures of the ads was actually the lunch that my friend gave me. She made really beautiful lunch and I took a picture and it ended up being at the right bottom corner of that one of the two mosaics. So I pasted them together as one as one picture and then that lunch ended up at the bottom middle. And I asked the, the members of the business circle, I asked them what pops up if you look at all these ads, one person said faces and then another person said lunch. <laughs> and that was, that was really hilarious because 
that really stood out, the the faces and the lunch, because every single other advertisement was skeins of yarn on either a wooden background or a linen background with flowers or with leaves. I mean, we're talking about 80 to 100 advertisements. They all looked the same. Even the colors of the skeins were mostly the same type of hue. They were interchangeable. And in terms of marketing your brand, showing your products, that's not very effective if everything looks the same. And this really triggered a a thought process. And we started talking about this. And what I've learned from different parts of my life is when I went to art school, there was absolutely nothing that helped me prepare for a business in art. We didn't have any lessons on it, nothing at all. So we were learning how to be artists, but not how to promote or sell our art. Kind of most artists start out as solopreneurs. So you ca- you're thrown into the world not knowing what's next. And then I went into music and the artists, same thing. So musicians, they don't usually typically learn how to promote or market their music. You'd say they don't really have to because there's people that do that. Yes, but you have to kind of have a certain type of income before you can afford to ask people for help or be super really awesomely talented and get like noticed. But if you want to get noticed, you kind of want to have to show yourself and your work and then we're back to square one. So that's very interesting. So that's that's my art school and then the music business where I worked. And after that, as a creative entrepreneur, same thing. I'm for over a decade, I've been talking to people that started a business as a yarn dyer, as a knitwear designer, as a yarn shop or a tool shop or a sewing designer, a sewing pattern designer. It's kind of the same thing. So you're really good at what you do. You are creative, talented, you have special gifts to share with the world, but you actually are not taught how to do that. And it doesn't really surface until later in your quote unquote career. I say quote unquote, because I know you people, (laughs) I know those kinds of words sometimes feel icky, but they are careers in a way. So it surfaces later And what I see happening is what we do as small businesses is we kind of frame and showcase our products. We are creative. We have a sense of style and aesthetics. We know what we love. We know what's pretty. And I think that we need to find people like us who like that stuff too. That shows up on Instagram in the adverts. And I'm talking about that first few years of having a business or even after a decade, you figure out, okay, what's next? And you kind of know that you have to do things differently to show up on a level that's a little bit above everyone else. Otherwise you go into the craft soup. (laughs) 
So in terms of plans and how to market and sell your products or your talents, what happens is you frame what you do. You put a frame around it and you say, look, it's really pretty. Here it is. And you showcase it in a shop window, literally, or on Instagram. You say, look, how pretty my stuff. This is this skein of yarn and it comes from this sheep and this person dyed it and all of that information. But at a certain point, and especially in times where it's kind of getting harder to stand out because customers have lower budgets and it's super important to stand out and to, to show who you are and what you stand for. In these moments, you kind of feel like, okay, I need to be more consistent. I know that I need to send out more emails and I don't always get round to it. I don't have the time to do it. That's where a plan kind of comes in. Focus on who you are and what you need to sustain yourself and your business. Then build a solid brand that stands out from the rest and kind of connect the dots and build a plan that will last you for months or years even. And that will give you some time back instead of costing you more time. While we're on the topic of what you need to do to lift your business from the framing and showcasing level, I want to invite you to go over to www.ja-wol.com slash pages slash businesses. Don't forget the W's, they're important. If you're interested in doing this kind of work within, let's say, 12 weeks, the next BBBC cohort is happening soon, and you can sign up to get updates or get some more information. And as I'm always saying, you are welcome to email me with questions. I'd even be happy to answer any of your questions on a short call as well. Trust the process. Do it messy. If you want to build or grow your business in textile crafts, why don't you join our online community for the small monthly contribution of only 10 euros, which is basically $10-ish. You get to hang out, learn from, and share your business and your personal craft journey with all the lovely people there. Support the podcast at the same time, and you get everything wrapped into one loving package. I would love to welcome you there. Go to patternshift.fm and click community. And while you're there, sign up for our emails so you'll never miss a thing. If you are running your creative business, you are probably super, super busy. Busy doing the day-to-day and just just keeping things going. It's probably not a whole lot of budget because your budget usually goes into new products and yeah it can be really hard to consistently show up and show who you are as a business well this is kind of the point where you can get more strategic about it you already know how to make your product how to curate your collection You're talented at that. That's why you are where you are. You have style. You know about aesthetics. You're super creative. That's all covered. 
But now, how can you level up, basically, and, and let your your brand shine and let people see why you are different, why you are more than a skein on a linen backdrop. What's been really interesting is when I talked to Melody Hoffman of Be Mandarins in, in episode 44, she really was really honest about how icky she felt about, oh, I didn't do branding. Oh, no, marketing. Oh, yuck, no, selling. Ugh. I am just who I am and this is how I do my thing. My thing is that I don't think that marketing and branding and all these kinds of things and, and planning and having a, a strategy, those are not icky things. They can be really, really fun and you can use all your creativity to build a plan that works for you and it doesn't have to take that much time either. Once you know what steps to take and how to, it's almost like um, just a workbook that you, you go through and fill in some sentences. And from that, you have a lot of tools and, and grips you can hang on to and get back to whenever you are going to post on social or write a blog post or even whenever you are on in a show and literally showcasing your products, showing up in a way where you have an intention and a plan where you can be different from everybody else and not just by offering different products, but showing who you are, what your values are, is actually really fun work to do. Also, it's very healthy because if you want to divide it up into steps, I would say always start with yourself. Figure out what your values are, um, what's important to you, where are your boundaries, what's the amount of time you can spend working And what kind of time do you need for your private life? And how do you manage all these things? It's super, I want to almost say like easy to burn out when so much of your business is you. But there are ways to kind of pull that apart and be a little bit more healthy about it. Learning to make decisions that will help you as well as your business move forward. So not only just going like, oh, we need a new cash register because this one is uh, not really working as well anymore. So we're going to spend a few hundred quid on a new cash register. That's how I used to do things. But now I know better. Lots of experience, trial and error. Uh, what is actually going to move you forward at this moment? What is actually going to help your business grow at this moment? Is it more yarn to sell, more fabric to sell? Is it building a new workshop or is it something else? And I think we don't take enough time to reflect on these things. And, and this is what I think community is really good for, to have some people around you that you can share thoughts with. And it doesn't mean that you have to share your secrets with other business owners. Most of the work that I've been doing in the last two to three years have been around connecting with other business owners and talking about 
what they're struggling with and uh, what I'm struggling with and then sharing and coming up with creative ideas and not one moment did I share any of my original ideas or felt like I needed to. And even when the topic is share your ideas, then even then the community where you feel safe and when you are part of a group of people that really want to help each other, you're safe. They're not going to steal your ideas. They're friends. So recapping everything that I've just been saying When I showed the adverts to the Building Better Businesses Circle, we started this conversation that I now have with you where repetition, showing up, being specifically you and you as a business and or, like it's your decision, how much of you is going to come in your business and how much of that do you want to share with the world? For example... I have a lot of stories from my personal life that I could be sharing with you and that might be really helpful if you knew them because then you might think, oh, I've got so much in common with her. She's like a perfect match. I think she can really help me with my work. Some of those things I'm gradually sharing, some of those things I'm not comfortable with yet or I might never be comfortable with. So it's up to you to decide what parts of you are going to be parts of your business, what are your values, all of those things you you kind of figure out. So we, we talked about that. Who are you? What are your values? What are your boundaries? Decide on what your business is, what the values of your business are, what your goals are, how you will achieve them, and how can you do that in a way that is sustainable for you and your business. All of this comes together in looking differently at how you do your business, go beyond that framing and showcasing and start planning and setting goals and and thinking of ways that you can show up as the unique brand that you are. And again, it's fun. It's fun work to do. So building a solid brand, a lot of it is about what it looks like. Most of it is actually not about what it looks like. It's about your customer. It's about your values. It's about lots of other things. And then once you see that you kind of have this core branding value type document that you can come back to, That makes it so much easier to do all of your newsletter writing, your blog posts, and figure out that there's more than Instagram. And if Instagram works for you, by all means, stay on Instagram, but do it with a plan and don't wear yourself out. Just being there, have a plan. So this is what I wanted to share with you. And I hope you see that Connecting the dots and having one plan you can work from actually gives you back a lot of time. It's going to take a little bit of time initially, I'd say 12 (laughs) weeks-ish, but it's going to give you back a lot of time because there's going to be a calm around decision-making because you can always go back to 
the decisions you made earlier. You don't have to keep making new decisions because you have an identity, a framework, a plan, something you can work with. And that is really great to have, I can tell you. So if you have any questions about this whole process, about whatever I said, feel free to contact me. I'd be happy to answer any questions over email. And even if you wanna, if you wanna meet me on a Zoom call for 30 minutes, I'd be happy to talk to you about this and what you can do, figure out where you are now as a business and what your next step could be. So don't be shy. People always think that other people will do that, so they won't, they will be last in line. Not true. People don't. So just don't be shy. Send me an email. Give me a shout and I'll I'll shout back. Awesome. Thanks a lot for listening. And I hope I made some sense. A Smaller Life is Yevol's completely free way for makers and sellers to learn how to be part of a healthier take on clothes and fashion. Yavol offers an online community where they can connect and inspire each other, monthly topics with challenges for makers, and coaching and support for sellers. We will move the needle. For more information, go to ja-wol.com. Yavol!